I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Luke Moore. The man we're talking about today has won the Premier League in the FA Cup. One Premier League player of the season and FWA Footballer of the Year awards. Broke the record for goals scored in consecutive Premier League matches. Is the oldest player to win the Golden Boot, doesn't use the gym and prepares for matches with an omelette and a can of Red Bull. You know exactly who I mean. Vardy scored nine goals in his last nine games. He has been watched in recent weeks by scouts from a host of clubs. Released by Sheffield Wednesday at 16, Jamie Vardy was a prolific non-league goalscorer when, in 2012, Leicester City took a chance on him and paid Fleetwood Town a non-league record fee of £1 million. He would take that chance. And Jamie Vardy seals the deal for Leicester. The driving force in Leicester City's astonishing 2016 Premier League title win. Vardy's achievements beg a belief. His talents took him from non-league all the way to the Champions League quarter-finals and the England national team. Speedy burst and that's terrific from Vardy! Oh! 
what a goal by Jamie Vardy. Everything he touches turns to gold. England on terms. And Jamie Vardy's first international goal is memorable. On the surface, it all sounds so wholesome. But we know better than that, because we're talking about the King Shithouse. <laughs> we're talking about a guy who loves to win so he can watch you lose. We're talking about the man who gatecrashed an interview with Harry Maguire and said, Hi, this is Jamie Vardy from Vardy News. What is the diameter of your head? <laughs> we wouldn't dare to call his story wholesome because we know chat shit get banged. He is a true one-off. And in his honour, we're having a party. So bring the vodka, bring the skittles, because this is the Football Rambles Guide to Jamie Vardy. What a man. Yes. What a miss. Jim Campbell. My favourite footballer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Currently or of all time? Um, currently, for sure. Probably not of all time. My favourite footballer. He makes no sense. Given that it's, he turned it's outrageous down, what he's achieved. And it's outrageous you're saying that. That's how much you must love him, given that he famously didn't want to move to Arsenal. No, he didn't. And I'm glad he didn't. It would I'm have been a d- disaster well. for everyone. <laughs> yeah, but we'll come agree. on to that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's one of the most distinctive strikers in the modern Premier League era both for his style of play, the way he looks and, and the way he is, and that's, quite simply. And that is the crucial key to the Jamie Vardy energy. Yeah. Mm. Now, I think the enduring appeal of Jamie Vardy is that he exact, he's exactly what the most average kid mm-hmm. from your hometown would be like if he happened to become a pro footballer. Yeah. So I know people from my school who had like decent non-league, semi-pro careers, if you like, yeah. And if they'd managed to make it all the way to the Premier League, they'd be exactly like Jamie Vardy. Yeah, that's yeah. a relatable thing about him. Yeah, yeah, he's very, very relatable in a in a world which is increasingly all about automatons and, no, and but that's cyborgs. A, I think that's the thing. You think, as a fan, if you made it, this is what you would be like. But you wouldn't. You'd become more mannered. Yeah, because it'll be, none of, it'll be squeezed out. None of, of the yeah. edges have come off him, which yeah, I, absolutely. I think is amazing. And he is a very sharp-looking man. He is a physically pointy man, and I think that <laughs> illustrates yeah. Yeah. the inside as well. And, and it isn't. I mean, you alluded to it in the intro, and it is a well-trodden story by now. And of course, mo- most people, you know, particularly grew up in this country, will know it. But it does bear repeating the story he's had to get to where he is. It's remarkable. Because all these things are the case. Mm-hmm. He is. He is that kind of relatable, kind of slightly wacky annoying figure mm-hmm. um, that if you, if you met him you'd be excited to meet him but after I don't 50- think he is wacky I think wacky authentic he's authentic wacky is the wrong word because he's authentically like that but what I mean is and wacky is the wrong word you're absolutely right if you met him you'd be excited to meet him but after 15 minutes or so you'd be like oh. give him 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time the dedication and the hard work and the qualities must have to put into his career to get to yeah. where he's got to from where he came yeah, yeah, yeah. as a non-academy kid these days mm-hmm. is an amazing thing. And I think when he retires mm-hmm. and when we get a little bit more time in the rear view mirror to look back at it, I think it will be one of those things where you're like, fucking hell, that's amazing. Well, let's talk about where he where he came from well, on his way to scoring over 130 Premier League goals and uh, you know 300 top flight appearances round about there and so on and so forth. He grew up in the Hillsborough area of Sheffield and of course was a massive Sheffield Wednesday fan, was in their academy until he was 16. So he was an academy player for a bit, although you can be forgiven for not thinking that, because again, the style Yeah, I'd argue like, he's not a product of the, of the academy system, though. Sure, I think that's probably fair to say, yeah, because um, his contract was cancelled because he was thought to be too small. 
Which is remarkable, really, because yeah. the growth spurt that happens, because clearly you wouldn't... This, this, this has happened to an, a lot of youth footballers. Yeah, I think it, in it England shows, and France, actually. Mm-hmm. It shows how unsophisticated um, certain things were in, in the recent but, past. Yes. Can, I, can I get another take on that, just very briefly? My take on that is slightly different. My take is they have to give a reason of why they're letting No, no, of course. Right. No, I'm yeah, not, they yeah, just yeah. say stuff. Now, with an academy, you know, you've got so many players, I'm not saying, oh, they, they thought he was too small, what a stupid reason. It's it's funny that he's not short now. It's a growth <laughs> spurt, do you know what I mean? Even he probably thought to himself, oh, is that it? Well, I'll mug you off and then manage to, you know, will himself to the height <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, Stood in a bucket of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Every night. But yeah. the thing is, he didn't, he didn't immediately think that, did he? Well, no, he stopped playing football for a little while, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost a year, actually. Yeah. And then he would work his way up into the first team at Stocksbridge Park Steels, who were in the eighth tier of English football. So like, that's a very good standard. Yeah. Like, if anybody listening to this knows someone who played eighth tier, they'd be the best team, the best player in your team that you play for, or your class, or your school, all that kind of stuff. So again, even that is an achievement. Mm. So there is a sense, though, isn't there, that actually he just kind of wandered in off of... Um, like playing football in the park into the Premier League, See, which isn't more, quite true. That's more Ian Wright's story, indeed. Uh, to, to be fair, um, but yeah, you, you're right. But still, the, the leap is 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 quite remarkable. I love this quote from Stocksbridge, uh, their their then captain uh, Brett Lovell, who said about Jamie Vardy, uh, he was lovely to play with as a centre half because you always had an out ball. The amount of times that you were just clearing a ball upfield and he'd score and people would go, oh, great ball, Brett. And I'm thinking, I only cleared it. Yeah. You know, you can just imagine, can't you, that whip it Vardy but, uh, onto yeah. it. At a lower level, um, going all the way down to the level that we played when we were kids or whatever, yeah. you'd, if you got a striker playing for you who was really quick... Yeah, ball in behind, thanks he very could, much. He could make any ball look good. Yes. Mm. Because he would have so much more pace yeah. that he'd better get there. And, and you can definitely see Vardy going to do that because he was quick absolutely. for a Premier League player. Well, he was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by 2010, he'd caught the eye of some football league clubs, but Vardy still didn't make the leap going to professional. Then he was signed by Halifax Town for £15,000. Uh, and then just uh, after just over a year, Fleetwood Town signed him. And Fleetwood Town were in the Conference Premier when they signed him, which is of course the, now the National League, which is the highest level of non-league football. Yeah. So again, if the story kind of you know, if that's where he was and that's where he played, it's still. It but it still didn't be a end there because story. he was the little atom that dared to dream. He was. <laughs> he was Sheffield's little atom. He was. He's, yeah. He, I mean, he scored 31 goals on their way to the title, so he would have gone into league football naturally. Yeah. He's not found his ceiling yet. Yeah. No. And, and again, from it was a great local story, but he wanted to make it an international story. <laughs> it was on the cards as well because um, Fleetwood Town played Blackpool in the third round of the FA Cup. They got beat five one, but. After the match, uh-huh. Ian Holloway offered them seven hundred and fifty grand for Vardy, and they rejected it. But it was, you know, well that and that shows you because again, the well, level of the football... back of his car or something. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Ian, almost certainly. <laughs> what are you doing with that kind of money? <laughs> yeah, but that shows you, doesn't it? They were offered three quarters of a million pounds, which for a for a non league side is an awful lot yeah. of money in a game that they, where they got battered as well. Yeah, but they knew the value of the player. Mm. Everyone's on board with it, so yeah. they're not surprised. You know when he they does felt go to the power of the Vards. They did, yeah, they did. They knew um, he, was, he was special. One they held out, and they were right to, because Leicester City signed him from Fleetwood for one million pounds in uh, May 2012, the biggest ever fee for a non-league player. Yeah, again, it, it, everything is is quite amazing, and then there, boom, he suddenly set a record, and it wouldn't be the first record uh, or, or the only record that he would break. Um, this is wonderful stuff, David Nugent former Leicester City teammate, of course, of, of Jamie Vardy, 
would later be Jamie Vardy's best man. Yeah, his wedding. Yeah, his wedding. That's it's glorious yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely glorious stuff. Um, Vardy, uh, in fact, actually, he was quite. It basically, lucky. says to me that Jamie Vardy was too annoying to have any friends as a kid. Well, <laughs> do you think at the last minute when when Vardy was about to say I do, Nugent nipped in and said I do. Uh, like he took that goal. ring. Yeah. Jermaine Defoe going. But uh, yes, Nugent um, said about Vardy when he first joined uh, Leicester City. Of course, he was buzzing around the place, very energetic. Usually when someone signs, they are quiet for the first week, but Vard was straight in there. Typical Vard. Yeah. And again, like Jim, as you said, or, or perhaps Luke, he's very authentic. He yeah. is what he is. He's he's always Jamie Vardy. He's not putting on um, any show for anyone, is he? There's no there's no filter there. He's, he's mm. one of those characters who is just themselves all the time. You know how mm. people say of Liam Gallagher that he doesn't have a mum mode? That's right. He can't, he's can't be, and blind. If your mum's there, he's the same. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Jamie Vardy's going to be one of those people as well. Yeah, yeah totally. And I think that, um, as you said, Andy, that, that some players, when they get behind the velvet rope of the Premier League, it's kind of like, right, now it's time to behave or now it's time to sort of channel this. It's just not phased by anything. No, and I, I think... It's actually quite a lot to cope with, if if you think about it. Mm. I, I think, yeah, I think that, he didn't think about it. <laughs> no, no, and that's to his advantage. No, no for, for us to think about oh, okay, it. Right. I, I, I think it's a, a lot to cope with because it is a meteoric rise. I mean, we can talk about Leicester signing him for, for a million. This is 11 years ago now, signing a, a, mm. a, a non-league player for, for a million. That That is an extraordinary mm-hmm. amount of money. And of course, that changes his means, changes his... His, his life, he's a working class boy and mm-hmm. I, I think initially it's quite a lot for him to, to yeah. process. You can say about him being himself, but if you speak to people around him, even if he comes in there and is bold as brass in the first couple of days, it, it, it takes him a while to, to settle into that environment, yeah. I think. Andy, would you say that he found it so he found it difficult um, because apparently, according to reports, he found it so difficult that he almost quit football in, uh, in the summer of 2013 to be a party rep in Ibiza. <laughs> and Craig Shakespeare revealed in 2017 he had to talk him out of the I idea. mean, that is definitely true. You're playing the championship now, Jamie. Yeah. You cost a million quid. We can't lose you to Ibiza. <laughs> what, Ibiza FC? No, just Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, and you know as well that Jamie Vardy definitely has regrets about that. He still yeah. thinks about uh, what could have been had he lived his life as a club rep in Ibiza. There is still time. There is still time. But yeah, he could I, do that, couldn't he now? Yeah, I mean, he's starting to wind down his career. He could, Indeed. when he decides to retire, yeah. he's got two or three years left in him. Mm. What, as a player? No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. As a rep. Absolutely. They'll change it to 18 to 40, won't they? Yeah. Yeah, just for him. But, yeah. but I think that's a fair point, Andy, because I think the, the idea that, that, that he came in and sort of hit the ground running and he was a brilliant player. And it's a massive so change of standard. It is a huge change yeah. of standard. And, and his first season, he scored five goals in 29 appearances, which for the first season in the championship, it, it's not a great tally. Then the following st- season, he started to flourish. 16 goals in 41 games nine of which came in Leicester's final 15 games of the season as they won the championship. Mm-hmm. And that's where he is. To, to end with a flurry, you go up, they win the championship, he suddenly got a, a, a winner's medal, a very, very um, impressive winner's medal winning the championship. And he scored a load of goals and he marches into the Premier League off the back of that. But interestingly enough though, when they came into the Premier League, I know Leicester had a poor season and obviously we knew what we know what came subsequently, but that season they just... Okay, they eventually finish a bit further up the table than yeah. people remember, but they they struggled to stay in the Premier League. Mm. He didn't really score many goals at all. He had he had mm. a really tough mm. start to his Premier League career yeah. in, in a way that kind of strangely mirrors his first season in the Championship. It, it almost feels like he's such an instinctive player, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it takes him a bit of a while to figure things out because the season after yeah. that, yeah. when they win the Premier League, he was 
unbelievably good. Yeah. Like, unbelievably yeah. good. And there was could, nothing to suggest from the first season he had in the Premier League that it would be like that. Yeah. Could, I mean, could this improve form in, first in the Championship and then later uh, in the Premier League? Could it have been something to do with a conversation he had with uh, old Craigie Shakespeare? Hmm. Um, because Vardy said... Got away with words. Yeah, he does. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vardy later said that at the start of uh, the 2013-14 season, he made some changes to his pre-match uh, nutrition and diet. He said in 2016... <laughs> is nutrition a fair word for it? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll let you be the judge. Technically, any food is, in a way, nutrition. Yeah. But I'm not sure that's the word I would use. Well, he said, with a traditional 3pm Saturday kickoff, I'll have a can of Red Bull as soon as I wake up. <laughs> You know he's got a little fridge in his room as well. <laughs> the man's constitution must be incredible. Yeah, yeah. A little Red Bull fridge. Invincible. As soon as I wake up, where is it? Um, and then he said, which is gone in 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> skulls that, it. Nicholas, Surely Nick, skulls it. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is impressed. Twice as quick as me. He then wouldn't eat anything until 11.30. Which again, like, what... He just he's just high, isn't he, on on the Red Bull and just life of ah three o'clock kickoff. So suddenly he needs to eat something, of course, and that's when he'd have a cheese and ham omelette with baked beans, which isn't too bad. A bit of protein, yeah. I don't think it's too bad. He said I wash, I then wash that down with another Red Bull, which I also net quickly. <laughs> I love pride in that as well. <laughs> he, he really spells it out. Seriously, no one in the house is quicker than me. Yeah, <laughs> your kids are six and eight though. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a good time though. They'll get there. He's a wannabe rep. He's it's a straw pee yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Um, he then said he'd have a double espresso while killing a bit of time before starting on a third Red Bull an hour and a half before kickoff. He said, but with this one, I sip it all the way until we go out for the warm up, leaving a bit to finish off when I come back in. Killing time suggests you're very low energy and a bit bored as well. <laughs> but he, but they are footballers are famously fans of a routine. Yes. and a superstition, right? So he probably feels like this is how he gets himself in the in the right thing and if anything deviates from that mm. he probably doesn't feel as confident mm. I, I love the fact the way he describes drinking this stuff uh, you know I, I, I sip it through and then because if you remember when he started talking about when he would have he would put skittles in vodka yes and he would say you know and just the, the red and the purple ones is that right okay mm-hmm. well they are the best ones to be yeah. fair and he would say um, <laughs> and he would and, and he put, presumably the other skills he would leave on the floor as traps of people in case uh, the two blokes from Home Alone walked well, in well, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I imagine exactly. he did a lot of experiments with all different combinations <laughs> of colours yeah. and I've come to the conclusions the red and the purple ones are the best yeah. but he would put them in there and he would say yeah and the great thing is when you drink the vodka it tastes just like skittles mm. and we're like yeah well, I realised that Jamie <laughs> and he would say you put that in you just sit back and enjoy. <laughs> it's just again the way he describes it. Because it, it would look like red wine, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Put it in a wine glass. No yeah. one's any the wiser, are Big they? Big Sam's thinking, oh yeah, I'll have one of them. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Gentlemen, Let's talk about the 2015-16 season, mm. when it all happened. I still can't quite believe they won I the think league. there's an argument that this is the best Premier League season ever, yeah. Sim- simply because this happened. Arsenal mm. finished second. <laughs> yeah, heady days. Yeah. <laughs> they were second all the whole, the whole season, weren't they? All the way through. No, they weren't. Spurs were second, weren't no, they? No, that's the joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Spurs managed to make sure to... everyone at home knew that. Spurs <laughs> managed to finish third in a two-horse race. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the 2015 they won the league, of course, and Vardy was magnificent. And again, just to highlight what you um, you said earlier, Luke, rightly, that the previous season, he, he hadn't Scored that many goals in in their so called great escape. I suppose he did get. I, I suppose having said what I said earlier, he did get a couple of really important winners in that yeah. sort of action yeah. of getting them out of trouble. No, they they that last it. ten games they were a different team, weren't they? Yeah, yeah mm. they, they, they were. So this season uh, we're talking about 2015-16. They were under Claudio Ranieri, a very likable man. Dilly ding, dilly dong. There you go. You see, a very likable man who who I can't imagine using any naughty words but apparently to describe Vardy he used one didn't he yeah his nickname for him was Radio Wanker <laughs> which is, but is that a, quite something is that someone using a swear word in their second language they don't really know how impactful it is possibly but it's yeah. it's, it's a pretty it's, perfect fit I was going to say uh, there a long time mm-hmm. don't they call England, him Thomas Muller Radio Muller or something as well Radio yeah. Jorginho is another one I think oh, it's, it? okay. it, possibly it's, it's an Italian trope. phrase then maybe that's, it's a trope. that sounds yeah, a bit Gus, weird in English Gus Poyet was called that wasn't it okay, uh-huh. right. was Fernando Gargo Radio Gargo <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but, uh, but Ranieri clearly got the best out of Vardy you know, this is mm. when he really kicked on I mean I say he got the best out of Vardy he got the best out of that whole team it was an utterly remarkable season I mean you can't stress enough um, by the end of November, on that amazing run where Leicester City were quite swashbuckling to begin with, they would often go down a goal or two and then come roaring back. But by the end of November, Vardy had broken Ruud van Nistelrooy's scoring record by scoring in 11 consecutive Premier League games and scored the 11th against Manchester United. Yeah, and which because we all like, that is the most, of course he did 
yeah. Jamie Vardy yeah. moment because yeah. that is one of the things about him that's so great. He is always going to be that needly kind of difficult to play against character. As yeah. you said in the introduction, he likes winning so he can watch the opposition lose as yeah. much as he enjoys the um, winning himself. Yeah. When he scored in the seventh game in a row, yeah. he runs up to the crowd and counts 10 on his fingers. But I don't really know why he's counting 10. He's like, I'm on, my, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. it's almost Possibly. certainly some dig at the fans but, that we're not privy to, right? I can, I can remember... Um, he, he used to, uh, Jim mentioned, I think, on a show we did earlier about how he would do a howling celebration against Wolves when he scored mm. against them. I mean, obviously, he loves scoring against Sheffield United as well. He scored against them in the league and in the cup. Yeah. And obviously, as a Wednesday kid, he, he loved it. But there's one goal he scored. I don't think it was in this run, so forgive me, but it was against West Brom. And uh, he, he scores and he goes back round to the front of the away fans or whoever it is, the opposition fans. Mm-hmm. And he's like poking himself in the chest really hard, going, me, me, <laughs> me, me, me. Yeah, like that. And yeah. he's just like, the man is insatiable for it. Like, he's so enthusiastic yeah. about it. But I think, I think maybe that's one of the things that people find him, find him quite relatable and so on is, is the taunting of opposition fans. Again, not, not that necessarily one would do that, but it just it makes him a little bit more real. He's not it playing does. to the Premier yeah. League script. And, and in that yeah. run, and in that run, sorry, Andy, but in that run, I don't know how many of them were scored on the counter attack, but it would have been a number of them, I'm sure. His runs were so good. Yeah, the timing of his runs, mm. the, the, just the absolute weapon he was, the outball that we talked about at the start, yeah, his, to not be offside, and his finishing mm. yeah. was so good. Yeah. His finishing was relentless. Like he was obviously a right-footed player, still is, but um, one of the best goals he's ever scored was that goal. Um, it was the goal that where he, where he pokes himself doing the yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Hawthorns. Com- yeah. Comes over his yeah. shoulder and he smashes it on the volley on his left foot. Yeah. It's a brilliant mm. goal. He loves, I, I think, he loves the ball over the shoulder. Yeah. I, think, I think you have to give Ranieri due credit for this because this um, idea has developed over time that uh, Nigel Pearson created this team mm-hmm. and he sort of Stefan Kovacs it over the line, which I don't think is, is quite true because you look at the connection, particularly with Ranieri and, and Vardy. Ranieri is known as a jolly man who's super nice. We're actually, he's really, really hard with the players behind right. closed doors. And he's also someone who is not wedded to any particular style and is very practical and pragmatic. Mm-hmm. And the way that he gets the best out of Vardy and Riyad Mahrez mm. in this season, it's actually by playing, as Luke was saying, quite directly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was. It's funny because the overarching opinion of Ranieri and Leicester, it does seem to be that he just made it a nice time and let him get on with it. And you're saying that's definitely not the case. Well, I think there's a huge difference between public persona and what you actually do behind the scenes. I mean, it's like everything we're talking about here with Jamie Vardy. It's like he had a a few cans of Red Bull and, and just turned up. But he's like that kid at school who works incredibly hard at home to get good grades, but he doesn't want you to see any of it. Right. Well, yeah, he, he probably just doesn't mention it because he's a bit like, well, yeah, I'm just doing my job. Well, why, why, why would I talk to, why would I talk about doing, you know, runs on the training pitch and this, that and the other? And well, blah, that's, blah, that's blah, the blah. whole point. As you say, he's very normal. He's not well, self-aggrandizing. Yeah. Is and, it? and the same with Ranieri. Why would Ranieri go, yeah, you know, I've been making sure the players are disciplined. You go, oh, well, we won, so we're going to have pizza today. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, that's, but that's the, the, the thing is that sets him up. Pun up, intended. That sets, <laughs> that, that sets him apart from 95% of managers who love to sit there and talk about how clever they are. Yeah. But but I suppose then what you were talking about then is Jamie Valley taking his job seriously but not taking himself seriously. Yes. Which is a different yes. thing. I think that's because I think anyone who's got, because hasn't he got like a cryogenic chamber in his house and stuff to help him recover mm. quickly and stuff. Someone who's done, made the commitment to do that is taking their career seriously. You can't go, and it's not like, you know, he, he's a very slim man as well. 
I mean, one could say, well, that's his body type. Blah, blah, blah. Eating's can... cheating, Marcus. But as in, and when I say that, obviously all footballs are slim, but as in, you see... Um, He's wiry. It's different. He is, mm. but you see that, the, the, you know, he is he is an incredibly well-tuned athlete. And mm. to make those runs and to have that pace and so on, and to have very, very few injuries as well. Yeah, okay, some people might get a bit fortunate and, as I say, body types and so on, but but you have to say he worked incredibly hard. There's there's no two ways about that. Um, but again, though, it's it's the way when he scores that goal against Manchester United mm. to break the record, when he, when he does these things, it's the way he... When he celebrates, there's no kind of... Wow, what an occasion! And 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 you know you no. in, in in with the celebration. And this is not a criticism of players who do this. It's it's, it's very very understandable. There's an acknowledgement of what they've done. It's or like the, he's at Disney World. Yeah, he's yeah. just a bit like hey, get a load yeah. of that. It's like he's scored down the park. He's not yeah. saying he's not saying wow, Disney World is an incredible place. He's going fucking roller coaster. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's that mouse? Wah, wanker. Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah. that's that, that's it. You know, yeah. and 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 that season as well when they go in, they're honing in on the title. You remember the, um, and we'll talk about this in a moment, but there was uh, somebody who was thinking about um, making a film of his life, uh, reportedly went to watch him in that home game against Liverpool. Now, Liverpool weren't, um, you know, going for the league title themselves and so on, but they were you know, a good side under Klopp. They were building. And they win 2-0. He scores both the goals and one of them is an absolute peach. Yeah. The volley mm. is prob- probably his best goal of that season. Yeah. There was a really good volley against Chelsea as well, actually, but I think mm. the distance from that volley yeah, probably makes it the that standout was one. It's an absolute beauty. I mean, it's, it's a great it's goal. Technically, not a volley because it bounced first. Indeed, but yeah. it's a beauty of a hit. It, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it is. And and uh, yeah, that whole season was about Leicester, but more specifically in that, it was about him. Despite the efforts of, well, I say despite. You know, a lot of it was about Riyad Mahrez. He was brilliant, and you know, Danny Drinkwater was Kante. superb. Yeah, you can start. Uh, Danny Drinkwater ceased being a Chelsea player nine months ago. Right. Wow. That, that puts it into perspective. Should never allow, you should have learned from Vardy. Never le- shouldn't have left Leicester. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's easy for you to say. It is. You try yeah. those teeth out for the dog. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but when Leicester won the title on that night, of course, when Spurs drew two all with Chelsea yeah. uh, in the Battle of the Bridge match, Vardy had invited all the Leicester players to his house to watch the game. Uh, yeah. and then they were all chanting, "Jamie Vardy's having a party." I watched this back. It came um, through. It's yeah. on YouTube. The Sky Sports coverage of it yeah. is on YouTube. And it is, in retrospect, quite remarkable <laughs> for the following reason. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to say these in any particular order, but these are the things I noticed. Uh. Jamie Vardy's got an Arga in his house, right. which I did not really expect, because that is like a proper upper-middle-class, older ladies' country house Arga. Yeah. It's basically like an unused Barrett show home, like all these... Um, football players' houses are yeah. with an arger in it, which I, which is always on. You can't turn it off. And with Vardy around, that's a risk. Um, <laughs> secondly, Shinji Okazaki is being very respectful yes. and wearing a lovely jumper, yeah. even though I think it was the summer. So that's up to him. Yep. Uh, and the final thing I would say is that um, for some reason, when Sky Sports showed it mm. in the studio, because obviously, as you've mentioned, it was a coverage of another game, yep. Scott Parker was doing the post-match analysis, right. who then does... A very dry commentary yeah. over the scenes at the house, <laughs> like he's commentating on the football game. Yeah, yeah. So he literally goes, "Looks absolutely great, to be honest with you." Yeah. Uh, this, I'm sure, that'll go long into the night. Yeah. Lovely you, stuff. You can see Jamie uh, reaching for the skill there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good job. He's got the cover on the Arga down because that could burn someone. Uh, very nice to see. <laughs> Do you know Vardy's TV was smashed that night. Yeah, That's probably, fine. That's fine, probably by himself. That's fine, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> right. If I said to you, you could be a Premier League player Mate, and you win the title, yeah. but you get your TV smashed, are you taking it? <laughs> nah. They're about 300 quid in curries. I love, I love my TV. <laughs> yeah. 
love it, TV. Oh, it yeah. was it was it was, it, was a, it was a really nice bit of commentary on that. Actually, well, actually, I haven't said that. It's not on. It's not when Leicester won the league. It's when he scored that goal against United, as you mentioned earlier. Mm. Martin Tyler says, uh, you know, he's not having a fantastic winter to his career, but he said at that time. <laughs> He didn't even know he'd be playing at this level, let alone score like this, which yeah. was a really yeah. nice thing to say. Made it yeah. all about the player. It was good. <laughs> yeah. You could have just let Martin have that, but he had a little dig, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he won't care about me, mate. Oh, dear. Yeah. I mean, Vardy, that, that, around that time, he was one of the 30 nominees for the Ballon d'Or. It's great. What a story. Which I understand. People might sort of come on, one of 30 or something. Again, think about where he's come from. He was nominated for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, and I, th- I think you think of his intrinsic reliability in that season. I mean, it's one thing Leicester getting to the top. And I think everyone thinks about that Manchester City game where they went there and won away with those two Robert mm. Hooth goals and, you know, Mares on the counter-attack as they, they, they scored so often. But to go on from there, particularly after they lose the game at Arsenal, which is the last game they lose that season, yeah. to like that 95th minute Danny Welbeck goal. And they just pick it up and start again. They just utterly mm. relentless I mean it's something they put all over their stadium afterwards wasn't it re- mm. re- relentless they mm. put it all over the, yeah. the, the King Power and Vardy's the personification of that I always remember the game about probably six games before the end of the season where they're away at Sunderland and they're winning 1-0 1-0 1-0 1-0 I think yeah. they, they, they go into that game having won 4-5 1-0 games and he scores not the 95th minute yeah, yeah. But, but before that he breaks it open with about 20 minutes left and it's it's not just Sunderland it's Allardyce Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm. And, you know, they're making it really bloody difficult for them. And then he just does the goal. Yeah. Where the ball goes over the top, his pace gets him there. It looks like he's taken it to quite an unpromising angle. And then he opens his body up, puts it in the mm. in, in, in the far corner and celebrates like he always does. And then, <laughs> and then, then the, the one that Luke was referring to, where he just seals it at the end, you know, it just boshes the defender out of the way. Mm. Goes past the goalkeeper like a he's, he's not even there. Yeah, yeah, and it's incredible. And and of course, in the summer of 2016, he he plays at the Euros for England. Now I know yeah. it was a yeah. it was an unsuccessful campaign, but he scored at a major and, tournament and a vital right. goal as well. In, in yeah. the first goal against Wales, right? That's right. Yeah, the equaliser. Um, yeah, but on the Ballon d'Or thing that year, mm. uh, you know, he finally got nominated in the top 30. It is worth pointing out that he came eighth in the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, I mean, he finished. Yeah. He finished. That's incredible. He got votes from his fellow uh, professionals and journalists and all that kind of stuff. Above uh, Buffon, above Zlatan, above Paul Pogba, above Lewandowski, above Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. I think yeah. I think you have to appreciate that that, that sometimes we think of him, and because we talk of him as someone who's just a normal guy made good and plays it as any fan would play it. I think that underrates the appreciation he has all over the world. Mm. I mean, we've heard quite recently Erling Haaland going, going, "I learned off him. I learned how to do that late run, how to use yeah. my pace nice. off him." And Holland's as good as it gets and he's mm. saying yeah I, actually I learned it off Vardy yeah and Arsenal nearly signed him of course uh, in 2016 they, they, not they, yeah well it triggered his release <laughs> course to sign him and offered him a lot better wages but Vardy rejected the offer to stay at Leicester I'm just really pleased that that did happen because yeah. I, I think that would have been a huge misstep from Wenger and those, oh, it, those it, were starting it, it, to become more and more common. It was awful but from start to finish. It, it, yeah. They played wanted, completely differently as well. Exactly, and, and yeah. Vardy was very aware of that, and I think Wenger even suggested he might play him in a slightly different way, but it's, it would have uh, it would have changed this story. Definitely. Vardy needs to stay at Leicester until the end of his career, That's unless he key. goes further down the, the leagues again, which would also be quite... Well, and scores his final goal for Stocksbridge Park. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the key, isn't it? It's, it's one of those ones where, I, I think from a neutral perspective, I'd have been really keen to see how it turned out. But I don't think anyone from either the Arsenal or the Leicester side 
even though it might it is 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 really particularly regretful about what happened. It, what needed to happen happened, as, yeah. as yeah. you said. Yeah, I find it remarkable. He's the only remaining member of Leicester City's title-winning squad at the club still. Mm. Yeah, but then, but that's, 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 that's what was, happens with football. It was a long time ago, and of course, yeah. but it was. But it shows you his, I suppose, commitment to the club and all that kind of stuff. And he thought, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay here. But I mean, the, the Jamie Vardy story is remarkable. I mean, there's been talk about a film of his life for for, for years. Um, as we said in 2016, that was was first coming about. The last reports were, were from 2021 that said the Oscar-winning producers of The King's Speech were going to join the project. Robert uh, Robert Pattinson, Zac Efron and Louis Tomlinson were being considered to play Vardy. Pattinson would be excellent. Because <laughs> he, he is, yeah. is low-key. now. Yeah, but he's, he's, also, he's also batshit. That's <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> the sort of thing he would do. Robert Pattinson is really, really like, weird. No way And it would be a Efron. great combination. No, no not no. at all. No. I, 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 that's not the best showbiz story of um of, of Vardy's career the best showbiz story of Vardy's career is that story in like, 2016 the summer mm. um where high on the um on the the feeling of winning the Premier League mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk in the press that he was trying to get chat shit get banged trademarked as like a motto. <laughs> 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 people have to license him to use yeah. it yeah he put it on his shin pad yeah I think so yeah absolutely love it but he but he has become a symbol of what's achievable for amateur players he set up his own Academy to help non-league players make the leap into the professional game, which is great actually. Yeah, I think uh, paying it forward. Yeah, not a lot of people may um, may not know that, and and I think that's it. You know, we um, remember very fondly Ian Wright's career. I mentioned him at the start, and uh, and I and I mentioned him again because there are some parallels. There's obviously some differences, but there are some parallels, and and those types of you know the diamonds that were plucked from the rough, if you like. Yeah. It, 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 everybody loves those stories. There's, but, there's no wonder why there's there could be a film of his life because it is proper underdog stuff. But this this underdog won the Premier League title, but he didn't win it because he then signed for Man City and so on. Yeah, and of no. course, if he'd have done that, still, still a great, great story. Yeah, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. He won it with Leicester City. So so a pack of underdogs, if you like. But he was the alpha underdog, Andy. He was. He was. And I, I the, think... underfox. <laughs> yeah, the underfox. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I think if you compare it, though, to Ian Wright, and Ian Wright remains an, an incredible story, of course, in, in, in English and, and global football. But Vardy coming from that background to succeed in the Premier League, when the Premier League is far more professional yeah. than yeah. it was yeah. in... 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we think of all of them as like Marvel heroes, yeah. it's extraordinary. It's yeah. like it's like the Ian Wright story if Mr. Pigdom was Ronald McDonald, <laughs> <laughs> if you like, if but, you like. But part of the, the the varnish on that story, the Jamie varnish on that story, <laughs> as we have slightly already touched on, is that he didn't become sort of homogenized and suddenly no. become a boring professional player no. where you don't really think about this story anymore. He's no. so he's flapping like an eagle at the Crystal <laughs> Palace fans after he scored against them. And this this is my favourite one of these for you, Luke. When Leicester beat Southampton 9-0, <laughs> Jamie Vardy this, yeah. scored a penalty, the yeah. ninth goal, to complete his hat-trick in the 94th minute. <laughs> he runs straight over to their fans and just going, going yeah! <laughs> Yeah. The ones that were left still there. Yeah. There's no need. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's chasing funny. them out the stadium. When you started that story, Jim, I was like, did he score against Portsmouth and put a bell out of his pocket? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, he would do, though. Yeah, he absolutely would. would. Is that oh. definitely a bell in your pocket? Um, I, I like that. So if you're a Southampton fan in that position, the last person you want playing against you when you're having a bad day yeah. 
is 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 he is is Vardy because he'd have that enthusiasm he'd have in the first minute because yeah. he just loves scoring goals to annoy other people and also because he likes scoring them. I don't remember the penalty, but I bet he absolutely probably levered it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I should say as well, just briefly, we mentioned his you know scoring for England. He had twenty six England caps. Obviously went to the World Cup in, in 2018, played a little, didn't didn't score. I mean, he scored against some big international sides, you know, Germany and Italy among them. I mean, that goal against Germany was was fantastic. Yeah. There was a part of me. This this is how I. This is what I thought of Vardy in his in his heyday. There was a part of me. It's only a small part, but there was a small part of me that thought, oh, it's a shame we've got Harry Kane because I'd love to see yeah. Vardy up there. I tell you, and Harry Kane is England's all-time top goal scorer. Yeah. And yeah. there's still a part of me thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind the other guy to have a go. Yeah. When it went to extra time against Colombia, yeah. I was in the pub watching the game with my mates and the, the, pretty much the whole time I was going, get Vardy on. Yeah. It's getting shithousey. It's yeah. getting dragged mm. to that level. Get Vardy on. His mm. pace is what we need. His attitude is what we need. It felt like a story that could happen. He's Obviously, per- it didn't pan out that way. No. but but he's a perfect on paper he was a perfect player to bring on mm. for the last 25 25 minutes in the tournament when the game's getting stretched because his ability on the counter attack was incredible yeah. he was he's one of the best counter attacking forwards the premier league seen absolutely yeah. and from where he came from that's a remarkable achievement is it too late for the euros we'll let Gareth decide shall we ah there we are Jamie Vardy what a man thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide too remember there's a whole host of Ramble Guides you can listen back to from throughout the season and we want your ideas for what to talk about next email us show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions thank you chaps and thank you Jamie Vardy we'll see you soon Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.